Yeah. Okay, doke. So we're on day one of our living authentically challenge. Oh my goodness. 21 day challenge. It's like day one, I've figured out I know nothing about what I want. Oh my God. That is exactly the same for me. Okay, tell me. Oh my God. Well, the questions were just, so we answered five questions, right? Like that's what we we initially did. And don't get me wrong. There was more to yesterday than answering these five questions, but that was like the original. That was not the original. That was the the main intention of the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I just looked at, a, I look, also looked at like a lot of articles just really discussing what authenticity is and what it isn't. And you know, there's some similarities and differences between the articles. But anyways, it made me just realize like, like, you, you know, okay, so it's all based off of needs, beliefs, values. And I've done some value exercises. So I have somewhat of an idea, but even values is such like what. And morals, like what's the difference as well? Wow, there's so many similarities. And then it's like, well, you can have a long list of values. I think you need to come up with the ones that are like reoccurring. And, you know, one of the exercises, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but one of the exercises I did in this one coaching um, when I was doing some, uh, uh, executive coaching was uh, I told a story of a really great time in my life. And then what he did is he looked at this long list of values that I had created. And then through the story, he started to pick out which ones I talked about the most. Wow. And in some way or another, right? Like, because you didn't say them exactly, but like, but there was a, like when you were providing some detail of the story, it kind of matched one of these values, right? So I have an idea of kind of what I value, but that's about it. Isn't it so interesting though? Because when I, when, when we decided yesterday to put together this challenge, like so quickly, and we, we, we started putting it together, like it kind of immediately went to authenticity. Are you showing up authentically in your life? Are you showing up as your true self? And I had to question myself. I was like, well, what is my true self? Like, who who am I, right? And how do I figure that out? And I think the best place to figure that out is to look at what my morals and my values are and what's driving my behavior. And -hmm. I realized that I have no fucking idea anymore. No clue. Like I don't, I have no idea what this authentic self is and how I show up to the world. And I'm not being authentic in any way because I'm constantly trying to do what I think is the right thing or what I think is the right thing in the situation. What does work want me to show up as, or what do my kids want me to show up as instead of like showing up as who I am? And then one of the questions, so the first question was, what do I believe is right or wrong? And I was like, "Ugh, you know, like kind of like a blase question, but whatever I did it. And then the second one was, what do I care about most in life? And immediately like without, a second guess it's family it's my kids it's like my parents it's my friends it's like that whole system of support and love um and then the third one like really got me what are the principles that guide my behavior right and I had to be very honest about that the principles that guide my behavior at the moment are fun I'm seeking a dopamine rush enjoyment excitement reward Hmm. none of those are, are are feeding into like what best supports my family 
and the way mm-hmm. I show up for them because it's all these like short-term behaviors that are driving no, no real goals either. Like there's no bigger purpose or anything that I'm working towards. And, and I look, that's that's too extreme. There are real goals and things that I'm working towards. Um, but it was it was interesting because what I would like, so what are the principles hmm. guiding my behavior right now? And it was those, right? And it was not good. It was all short-term gain. And what would I like it to be? I would like it to be integrity, working towards my goals steadily, even when it's not sexy, loyalty, family first, boundaries, saying no, like that's what I want in my life. And that's not going to be fun always. Yeah, no, not going to be fun always at all. It's interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll... It's interesting you talk about like goals and then reward, dopamine rush and those types of things, because I think, I think with goals, like, I think, I think there is a, for me, there is a, a, a pretty large goal in front of me. And like my biggest goal now um, is stability. Like that's what I, I really want. I was about to say seek out, but it's, that's not necessarily true. (laughs) right? Because it's not what I seek out at all. Now I want it. I want it for a lot of reasons, right? And you can, it can, you can, I can think back to reasons why I want stability, like all the way to childhood, right? It's like, you know, but, but I want stability and like, I, you know, what does stability mean? You know, for, for me and based off of my past experiences, to some extent, stability, it has a highly like financial component to it. It just does, it's especially being here. And I think about stability, stability, stability for me and stability for my kids. Like it's very hard to provide that where we live without having a certain amount of money. You can do it, sure, but there's a certain amount necessary. So like those are my goals. Now, or do my day-to-day actions fall in line with trying to achieve that you know, that goal, Security. no, not at all. Right. No, I, I, my day-to-day actions are so sporadic and like, yeah, it's somewhat reward-based and, and like, yeah, it has nothing to do with that. It's crazy. I know it, this is such a huge, like light bulb moment for me when we started doing these questions. Cause you texted me last night and it was kind of late. Like it was like 9 PM. You're like, I'm going to do the first five questions. I was like, okay, cool. Well, obviously I'm going to do the same because we, we, well, we I think we actually this. did different questions. You know that? Oh, you do? Yeah. Because I did the first five that were like, am I happy and fulfilled with my life? Oh, okay. Got it. No, I did the ones with like in the document before that. But I mean, gotcha. obviously what we meant, what we did worked for us. I mean, oh, totally. I my, think we should go back and forth with them. Yeah, for sure. My other, my, the next one that I found interesting was like, what do I admire in other people? Mm. Right. And it was success. Uh, someone who has passion and purpose, who seeks adventure and not let things hold them back from experiencing life. Yeah, that's interesting. I I I, I agree with those. I think there's something about the adventure adventure component because it's it gets harder and harder to to find adventure these days. It gets easier and easier to get trapped inside this like everyday day-to-day living and no longer be challenged or have adventure. And I think that's such an important part of living. That's one. And I think the other part of that, like, I know this is, 
exactly what we're talking about, but I have always been, um, or, or, or there's something about people who are just okay with being themselves. Like they're good with what it. What does that mean like, though? You know, I, you know, it's just like, I guess speaking their mind, um, though empathetically being able to say something to somebody that they know like might hurt their feelings. And I think that's, it's a personal thing to me because it's so hard for me to do. It's so easy for me to agree to do things that I don't necessarily want to do, or I'm not sure that I want to do because it's what other people either want me to do or it's things that they want, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, and Where that essentially like, is the de definition of self-abandonment. Yeah, well, I know. And it's like, I I've I feel like I've spent a lot of years of my life and that's uh, doing just that. I, I feel like that has become a repetitive behavior where, hey, there's this, it's just easier, right? There's less friction here. There's less, you know, feelings and emotions and conversations that need to be had, you know, like less hurt for the other person. As long as I just kind of, I'll just keep doing it. I'll just do this, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of forget about what I want and my needs. And uh, it hasn't got me in some great places. It's actually caused a lot of problems. So oh people who can do that, it was one of the things that always drew me to Jordan Peterson talks Yeah, was this idea of truth. I mean, truth, right? I mean, yeah. he talks about speaking the truth so often and it's like, man, there's something about that, that I, I want to be able to do that. Not that I'm a liar, but I will be completely honest. I have told the white lies quite often in order to prevent conflict. Oh, yes. And then it just, it bites you in the ass. Because it's those white lies, like, I know I'm going off on this, but it's just people who can do that. It's, uh, it's amazing to me because those white lies, like the resentment that's built from there is soul crushing. Like it just ruins everything. Like you oh. tell those white lies to, to avoid conflict and you just move on and move on, brush everything under the rug, brush everything under the, under the rug eventually like it just it comes out with a vengeance well sorry i mean it's like we get stuck in the cycle and then we just get busier and busier and busier to try and deny the fact that we're not being true to ourselves and we're not being honest and we're not being authentic and it's not because we're malicious or mean or no. have any weird like vendetta like anything we don't want to harm people oh, it's just, the opposite it's, that's how i was raised i know be a good girl yeah please others be grateful for fucking everything, yeah. right? And take a back seat so that other people can reach their dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's crazy how that stuff. So like for me, it's, it's interesting. You talk about how you were raised, like, because for me, I grew up with, you know, my, my dad was great, but he had some big time mental health issues. So he would, he'd kind of fly off the handle and, you know, sometimes he'd lock himself in the room, his room for days or he'd get mad and he wasn't an alcoholic but like an alcoholic like he would get mad and he and he and his behavior would change and he essentially wouldn't talk to us for extended periods of time and he, it was really hard for him to get out of this like dark place that he was in right so 
like living with somebody who might be an alcoholic, you know, we walked on eggshells. Those are my dogs fighting, by the way. We walked on, okay, good. We walked on eggshells, like constantly trying to figure out, okay, like where, where are you today? Is it, is it over? Are you good? Are you happy? You know what I mean? So this question of, are you happy? Not me and not, am I happy? Is this other person that I love happy was something that we lived with our entire lives. And that's what I believe has carried over into my adult years. It's, it's always like, are you happy? Is everything good with you? Like that, And that's what I'm trying to um, figure out. Like those, That's what I'm trying to do is please that other person. Make sure that they're happy without really thinking about what I need. Yeah. Like that's what's carried over. So instead of being like, what am I feeling today? And what do I need to do for myself? Like, so what is that person feeling like? And this is what happened with me and my marriage as well. It's like, totally. okay, how is he? Is he okay? Is he angry? Is he, okay, if he's angry, this is what I need to do. This is how I show up. This is how I behave. Completely like losing touch with myself in such a big way. I can, oh, yeah. uh, and it also stems from my childhood, you know, just like walking on eggshells, like not really knowing what to expect, uh, totally. you know, like, how am I going to make my mom happy? Like, how am I going to make mm-hmm. her, her not be sad today? What must I do to make sure that she is okay? But that's who am I? Because I'm actually not okay. Totally. I mean, that's it. That's, and, 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 and when it carries over into marriage, my, my ex-wife used to say there, I have more feelings than, than mad. Cause I used to always be like, are you mad? Because that was my like she question. Said that to you? <laughs> years of my life, you know, I didn't ask my dad, "Are you mad?" But it was like that was the question. It's like, "Are you mad?" Like, are, you know. But with her, I used to ask, "Like, are you mad? Like, what are you mad at?" And she was like, "There are more emotions than being mad." And wow, and like to me, it was like, "No, they're not." <laughs> <laughs> There's one, and we know how to manage that one. Yeah. But are you mad is what I'm asking you. Wow, uh, isn't that yeah. so interesting that we get, and, and like, I remember being super familiar with like anger, like, are you angry? Okay, I got that. It's so scary and it hurts me. But you know what? You being happy is even scarier to me because it's not something that I know, right? Oh, and happiness, like, I, you know, I find this, I find it a very strange thing to um, chase right happiness like it, it's a it's so it's 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 one of those things that we i i feel like for so long i thought i just want to be happy right i want to be happy i want to be happy i want to be happy and I've come to realize like in terms of happiness you know happiness is just another emotion so what i want to do like my new goal is like i want to fully enjoy and be present in those times of happiness knowing that like they are not there forever right like you're happy for moments for moments in time and then life happens and like you have work and work doesn't always make you happy you got to do shit and like then you have your kids and like they make me happy a lot but then they have their own stuff that I have to work through that's that's hard you know you have family members who may get sick or you get like, there's all these other things that happen in life all the time that prevent you from being happy. And what I want is like resiliency. I want to be resilient to get through all the shit so that when another happy moment comes up, I can be present and fully enjoy it. That's what I want. Those are the things that I want to change. 
I love that. I love that as a goal. So that's your goal for the 21 days? That and like, who that, what the hell do I want? Like, it's not even what do I want? Because like, there are a lot of things that I want. I, I mean, I can make a massive list of things I want. So that, I don't know that that's the right question. It's like, what are, what do I need? What do I need right now? And, and to be straight honest, this challenge is so good because what I need is like to figure out, I, you know, I, who, who I am right now. Because listen, I was married for years, you know, essentially 10 years. Uh, you come out of marriage, like, you don't know who the hell you are, right? You have no idea who you are. No idea. Uh, I did, I did things that were like, not who I was, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? You just test the waters. Totally. You know, and you and, and, and those things kind of break you down when you kind of do things that go against your own mor- morals and values. And then like that, that creates like a pretty large in you you know what I mean like yeah you're, I you're, do. Kind of, you're, you're on unstable ground at that point you're trying to put things back together and then like you put things back you're trying to put things back together and maybe jump right into another relationship and then you're you're again doing things for somebody else but you still don't know who you are and what you need and what I've come to realize is I may never be happy in a relationship until I'm happy with who I am and myself. And that's not that I'm not happy with myself, but I have no idea what my needs are, right? I have no idea what I need out of life. You know, I don't feel like I've put myself enough together to give myself to somebody else. I love that so much. I mean, this is such a big, I mean, you know, because we talk a lot, but this is such a big thing for me is just like looking to an external looking to a relationship to provide that external validation and sense of self. And what's become so clear to me over the last two weeks, since we've really been like discussing this kind of stuff is, and this blew my mind is if I can only see myself, because I don't think I grew up with the ability to develop my sense of identity and sense of self so strongly because of the external influences Mm -hmm. and how strong my parents were in not knowing who they were. Right. And I love my parents and it's nothing bad against them, but totally. For me, getting into a romantic relationship is the only time I can see myself, Hmm. right? So it's the only time I can be like, I see myself in a way that's positive and beautiful and sexual and everything that I want to embody because I couldn't see that for myself, right? Like the voice in my head is constantly negative and mean and nasty and just horrible about who I am as a person but when I get into a romantic relationship especially the first couple of weeks where it's all exciting and beautiful and everything is like I see myself and it's what do you this think it desperate is? Like, what- need wait, wait, wait it's this desperate need I'm like please see me so I can see myself and I do this okay. with social media I put myself out there on social media so that other people can see me so that I can see myself like I put out a podcast not because I want likes or comments. Like I really thought about this, not because I want to be famous or super successful in the space, but because that is the only time that I can actually see myself. That's interesting. And and what do you think it is? Like when you say, see yourself, is it, is it see yourself through validation of others? Like, or like, how does that, how does that It's not validation of others. It's so weird. It's the I think the validation of others definitely has a component to it. 
but most of the time and here I'm mostly talking about like these romantic situationships I can't even call them relationships because they don't go further situationships. than situationships <laughs> I get myself into like these like situationships that. with uh, I didn't make up this term like they're, they're it's kind of it's a thing um okay. I get myself into these like situationships with with guys where um it's weird like I'll always choose somebody who's physically distance so far away from me that I can't actually mm. see them like every day because I don't necessarily want that intimacy mm. and um it's this fantasy it's this absolute fantasy addiction of um looking for this external search for meaning and purpose through somebody else who can validate and reflect to me what I want to see in myself what I want to learn to accept about myself. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 maybe really fucking crazy and fucked up, but it is where I am right now, right? And so I think that's been highlighted a lot for me in the last couple of weeks and probably has built up for quite a period of time before that mm-hmm. um, because I do have a strong sense of self. I really do. But I am also my own worst critic. And the way, my self-talk is is really pretty awful. Um, yes. And then I feel like when I get into these situationships, there's a lot. There's, it's a lot softer and a lot kinder. And there's a big acceptance of right. myself. And it's so weird. My body, the stuff that I've always denied, like being a woman, being sexual. And I don't mean it's about sex. It's about like showing up as myself as a mm-hmm. strong woman who empowers her, like who who has like this very powerful sexual energy that is not necessarily, as I said, related to sex, but it's for me, all about being creative and all sure. about like using this to create and manifest other stuff. And I want to like get sound too esoteric because I'm actually not, um, but I kind of lost my train of thought, but but what what really has come to the fore recently is how I search externally for for mm-hmm. meaning and purpose in relationships. And I've decided that my goal for this challenge is to create a life with so much meaning and purpose, and it's going to take more than 21 days, that sure. I fall in love with the experience of being alive as I am right now, that I don't need to look for these external substances or people or um, situationships to make me feel worthwhile, loved, accepted, real, authentic, raw. Like I want to fall in, in love with the experience of being alive. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's powerful. And I could completely relate to that because I I feel like I put a lot of value so for me I put a lot of value on accomplishments I put a lot of value on uh how other people see me like that is that is how I feel like I am um well, I'm valuable and, 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 you know, yeah. and that's, that's meaning to some extent to me right now, what's meaningful is people like understanding my value, not, yeah. not me yeah. knowing my own yes. value, yes. other people. And that's, 
And so yeah. that's seeing yourself through somebody else, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, what's really interesting about a lot of this stuff is, you, you know, you're with your podcast, you, you told some really, you know, personal things, right? Um, and another really interesting thing is like, and you, you know, you were saying like, you do some of these things so you could, you could see yourself. Well, I will say that there are a lot of things that, and, and there are a lot of things that have happened in my life that only handfuls of people know. And I wonder if like, I don't want to put it out there because, because I don't want to see myself yeah. at all. Yeah. Cause you is know? that the part of yourself that you'd have to accept that you aren't proud of that brings up a ton of shame and guilt and like totally. shame is such a killer because shame is why I used and why I drank and why I got in, stuck in my addiction. And shame is what tells me that there is something fatally flawed about me that nothing can change. Totally. Who shame was I am is wrong. Yeah. It was interesting listening to the difference between shame and guilt. And I can relate to both. I mean, is this I, the I, Brené Brown talk that yeah. you're referring to? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oftentimes like, well, you know, there's there's guilt because I did something and then like there's shame because of who I am, right? Like those are, you know, they some probably use synonymously at some points, but man, I can relate to both of those. Um, especially these days, you come out of, especially being like a parent coming out of a divorce. Oh. <gasps> It's like there's guilt, but then there's shame, right? Like there's like, oh man, and it, it, I failed. I failed. I'm a failure. I hurt my kids, you know. And like that's what it gets to me is like, do I question my decisions in terms of what I think was right for me? No. But do I question them on like? Do I want my, you know, do I want my kids to have to deal with that? Absolutely. Every day, every day. Yeah. Every day. Right. And I think the biggest driver for me really is, um, you know, we teach I mean, with like my, honestly, like family is the most important thing to me. Right. And very honestly, I haven't really been living in accordance to that. I haven't supported my kids in the way that they've needed to be supported and supported. And, um, you know, that's kind of like, like coming up for me in a big way and I don't really want to discuss it where too many people can listen to it but you know I'm going through a really really fucking rough time with my son right now mm. and um it's not about me it's about him going through a really rough time and having to witness that and realizing what my part in this is that I haven't been showing up for the mm -hmm. way in a way that 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 he needs me to show up and not even that but like how do I teach my kids to find purpose and meaning in life when I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, yeah. and here's the thing, like when, for me, when I'm chasing external validation all the time, whether it be through relationships, work or whatever it is, social media, it doesn't matter, like whatever it is. And if I don't get it, you know, how does that affect me 
day to day and my interactions with the people I love around me. You know what I mean? You know, and I think, and I think that's one of the things I want to get out of this too, is being more, maybe we could say secure, but having a better sense of self, you know, having some love for myself or who I am right now, figuring out what my needs are and really creating some process to get to those. And I think that's like, because the overall goal for me is stability and stability for me is stability for my kids. Like I want stability for, like if I didn't have kids, like then, you know, maybe it wouldn't be, I, I can just live day to day. It wouldn't be such a big deal. But like stability for me is stability for my kids. It's experiences for my kids. It's satisfying their needs emotionally with, you know, with love, whatever else they need as well. Like that's what I want. And it's, and, and I'm realizing like it starts with me. It's, it starts with us. Starts with, you know, and that's it. Like, that's what it has to be. And that's what I want to get out of this. And like you said, 21 days, it's a good start. It puts you on the path. Start, figuring, start figuring stuff out. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I think that um, it's amazing what starts happening when you start drawing attention to something, right? Yeah. Like putting our attention on this. What does authenticity mean? How do I show up authentically, even deeper than that, like, or even like taking a more basic step back, like, who am I? Yeah, you have to to show up authentically, you have to know who you are first. Totally. And you that's know what the part that got like, that really yes. exercise got to me is like, well, how do I show up authentically? I don't even know who the hell I am. Exactly. Who the fuck am I? Who am I in the space? Like, how do I occupy this world? Like, not even how do I occupy this world, but like, how do I occupy my body? How do I occupy any space that I'm in, like just keep it. Oh God, these cats just, you know, just really keeping it so simple. And um, yeah, like just the roles that I play and it's so, it's so deep and so complex. So how do we keep it simple for this 21 day challenge? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, I mean, I think for me, keeping it simple will be less focused on things like things that are far away, less focused on finances, less focused. Like it's really focused. What has to be simple is really focusing on, okay, where am I and, and who am I right now? That's what I need to figure out, you know, like, and and then based on my experiences and where I am now, what do I need? What do I actually need? And, and do like, you what, even know what you need? Like, that's the most interesting thing. That's what I want to figure yes. out. Like, what, what do I need? Because I think like, in terms of beliefs and those types of things, you know, like, I think they it change. really depends on those changes. It depends on the situation, all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, there are some things that I have pre, I pretty rigidly believe, but I also feel like I'm pretty flexible in my beliefs because I'm always open to learning new things and 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 changing my opinions. Like you have to be now. 
to get me to change my opinions. Like there has to be some substantial arguments there, but I could definitely do it. Like I'm definitely flexible, but oh, sure. your needs, like what my needs are right now, I think those need to be pretty solid. And you really need to figure those out and, and go after them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Set up some plans to fulfill them. Like that, yeah. that's what has to happen. Because here's the thing. I would eventually like to be in a successful relationship. Oh God, I know me too. But I don't know if I can get there without like putting myself together first. You like, you can't. You, know you can't I mean? get there without that. Uh, 100%. And so that's, and like, so I think it's simple, but not easy. That's the, that's the simple part of this challenge is starting to identify these things and then make a plan because you're not going to, you're not going to fulfill your needs. You're not going to figure it all out in 21 days, but the goal is to start to identify and initiate a plan. Yeah. And who knows? I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't, you know, I don't know what that looks like. I'm sure I'll make some mistakes along the way. I'm great at making mistakes. <laughs> I feel like I'm decent at learning, decent at learning uh, um, from them. Not perfect at it. <laughs> I do repeat them quite often, but I'm yeah. sure I'll make some mistakes. Absolutely. I think that's the point, right? It's that just act, like holding ourselves with grace and honor you know, in this process and honoring that we don't have to be perfect. We don't know how to do it perfectly. It's, it's really not about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think for me, a big thing for me, cause I am always future tripping. I am always living in this house on the beach with my perfect partner and then yeah. life's going to be perfect. Right. Like once I have that, I'll have financial freedom. I'll have abundance. I'll enjoy mm -hmm. my job again. Like, you know, like my kids will be happy. Like everything will be great. And I, right now I'm living in a house that's beyond my, was beyond my wildest expectations dream-wise, right? I own my own horse beyond my wildest expectations. I've got two boys who are in a country with opportunities who are safe. Um, I have everything I ever dreamed for and more, but I'm not happy. I know it's crazy. And we live in a, like beautiful areas. I like know it's, we... it's interesting. The other day I, I was driving, I know, you know, I love to have some of these, I want to call them deep talks with my kids, but just like little, little, like little deep, little episodes, you know, little, little talks. And we were driving, um, my littlest one was, uh, she was at Sunday school and we were driving back and we're on the highway and like, you're kind of stuck thinking, looking at cars and all this stuff and the traffic. And then I kind of looked at the left and it's been raining so much here that everything is green and grow. Like it's grown. It's so beautiful. You know? mm -hmm. I looked to the left and I was like, damn, like I never look past the shit that's in front of me. You know what I mean? And not that like, looking to the left or looking to the right and see a beautiful views looking to the future. It's just like, Hey, you know, you're looking at all the shit, like all the problems, but not paying attention to all the good things that are around you. Um, and I had this thing going and I know I'm rambling, but I had this thing going for a while where every day I would just write down five things uh, that I'm grateful for yeah. as a reminder. And they had to be different. They had to be different day to day. And it was so like, it's so easy to find five things that you did that day that you're grateful for. But 
if you don't do that, if you're not doing that regularly, like you forget like all the great things around you. I told my my daughter, I'm like, how often do you just look left or look right? And and, and you just think like, wow, like how lucky am I to be here? She's like, what? You know, and then what? she gets it and we have this conversation about it. But it's that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's, I should, I don't want to say I should be happy with where I am or satisfied. I don't know that being satisfied is the right thing. I think I like challenges and I like growth and I like new opportunities, but I should definitely be thankful and have gratitude for where I am now. And oftentimes I don't give myself enough credit. I love that. And that's gratitude is something that we can cultivate so easily and effortlessly. It's literally just about being in the moment and being like, okay, I'm grateful for the boxing bag outside my door. I'm grateful for the cat lying on my desk. I'm grateful that I'm sitting here with you. Like being willing to like look inside ourselves and, and, you know, like take the next step. Um, And gratitude for me is about being present as well. And for somebody who's constantly living in the future or in the past, like in past regret or future worry, like the presence really is the only place I should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's so hard (laughs) to do that. It's interesting. So I, you know, I've been messing around with the between the ears stuff, right? The stuff that from uh, Bill and Karyana. um, Those those workouts force you. It's interesting because I, I had this, you hear about it all the time, but then you experience it like, oh, your body doesn't perceive stress differently situation to situation, right? Stress is stress and your body somewhat perceives it very similarly, regardless of if it's work, traffic, a workout, a fight with a family member or a friend or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like it's still stress on the body. And if you start to pay, like be present and pay attention to what's going on in some of these more controlled situations like exercise, you can start to see how you deal with stress, distractions, all those different things. And uh, we did, I did this workout yesterday and I was like, holy shit, like a couple of, I just re- you start to realize like, well, sometimes I just don't, I don't deal with it well and I deal with it worse when I'm dealing with someone I love, like I, I lash out more at people that I love. And and that's like, but it's a, it's good to see, like there's some, absolutely, it's good to see. And it's like, okay, well now I'm in this, this, you know, um, controlled situation under stress and I'm being distracted or interrupted from a child. And I just like yell out something instead of you know, being patient and, you know, just treating them a little bit differently. And I thought about all that. I was like, had three different distractions and two of them I handled really well. And it's like the one that like, I should have handled better. I didn't. And then it's, well, the next point is, you know, why and how do I improve that? But the realization is part one. Yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing what happens when we, when we are able to just learn from every experience and not shame ourselves. Right. And I think like this is one of the big things for this challenge. But I have to tell you, I, in this effort, and I decided last night that I was going to set my life on fire in order to fall in love with it again, right? Or in order to fall in love with it for the first time ever. And falling in love with my life means falling in love with myself. Oh, yeah. And that's the, so that's what this challenge is about for me. And 
Um, so I woke up this morning knowing that we were going to do this and I woke up with joy. Nice. I woke up with joy because I was like, Mike and I are going to get on a call and we're going to be able to just like bring it as we are because we trust each other and we feel comfortable with each other. But for the first time in such a long time, I woke up with some kind of purpose and passion. So thank you. It's a, no, thank you. And and I do have a question about that, but I do think there's, because I, I woke up feeling positive as well. And it's like, well, I think it's, there's a plan. There's yeah. like, you know, not to quote Jordan Peterson again, right? <laughs> because like that would just get He's old. pretty cool though. <laughs> but like, you know, he talks about creating an aim. It's like, well, now there's a name. Now there's some, now there's a path that we're going through. There's something that we're going towards now. And I think like, that's, that's a really important step. Like that's something that, um, well, it's life-changing, right? Like when you have, when you have no idea where you're going, you're just kind of stagnant treading water. That's fucking miserable. But like saying like, here, like I'm on this path now. I've created this path. I've created like a, a target that I'm going after. And, and here's how I'm going to get there. It's awesome. But I do want to ask you this. What yeah. does setting your life on fire mean to you? Because I love that you said that. It sounds amazing, but I want to know what that means. Um, okay. So here's what I tend to do. I uh, tend to like hit the self-destruct button. I, mm -hmm. my fuck it switch blows. Right. And so in addiction, so my fuck true. it switch blowing basically means that I like Ugh. end up getting into these self-destructive patterns where I want to ruin my life for various reasons and we can get into this in another thing because i'm oh, so there's open so about many it. yes we should totally but wait i've decided that any negative or supposedly negative character trait that i have that i've ever exhibited has a very positive side to it as well right mm. so let me take this addictive tenacious spontaneous raw honest part of mm. myself and turn mm -hmm. it inwards and that is how I'm I like it. Say my my life on fire. I can't wait. I am I turning can't wait. it in. I <laughs> you wait. have to witness it with me. Oh, and <laughs> we are. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. We do have. We do have probably have an entire conversation on the fuck it button because oh. whew, that thing is like okay. Indeed. Well, I don't want to deal with switch. this anymore. So. Yeah, I'll just blow it all up. I'll blow, blow it everything all up. And I don't up. have to deal with anything anymore. No, um, I have fought that <laughs> that bucket button quite a bit. But wait, what if you don't have to fight it anymore? But you can be use great. it. Be great. Be great. But if if I could press it, but it had di a different outcome and different meaning to it, perfect. Because Where's fighting that fighting it's hard, right? Because fighting it, like, well, it it does like. Well, if you fail, well, then there's guilt and shame. Always. Right? Always. Um, you know, and it, it takes a lot of self-restraint. And even fighting it provides some level of like, why am I, like, why do I think this way? And why do I want to do these types of yeah. things? You know? And so there are all these negative uh, feelings and emotions that even come from fighting it, even being successful in, in fighting it. The fact that you have to like prevent yourself from doing things that'll completely self-destruct has its own, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? But if you could change that, 
and and you know like hey here's the switch here's the button but it's not a complete implosion well, well no wait here's the thing it's like it's such a powerful force in yeah. me and in you yeah let's ooh, let's redirect that to yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's powerful that builds something that redefines who we are that allows us to challenge our own beliefs which is what we're doing through this you know like let that fuck it switch project my life into the next dimension why and i think that's like a lot of the conversations we've had over the last couple weeks it that that it has been interesting because the hey i'm going to press this button and completely destroy everything versus hey, I'm going to start doing things that really make me feel, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to say better about myself, but make me feel like I'm on the right path. Like that's like, you start doing those things. And the, I will be honest, I will tell you this, this is very interesting that you brought this up because <laughs> with the conversations we've had and the things that we're, we've been talking about doing, the thoughts of completely destroying everything have become way less frequent. So you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. very, like, it, that's exactly like, I'm going to put this energy. There is a lot of energy here. I'm going to put it into something else. Totally. And you know, sometimes we have to burn these old structures to the ground. What happened? What'd you see? You saw something. <laughs> okay. One of my turtles killing somebody? escaped. No, my turtle escaped from the pond and it's in the backyard. It's and it's from the pond and it's now crawling around the backyard. Where the, it escaped. Where, it's in its own turkeys? world on fire. Anyway, as I was saying, like, you know, the, we often look at like, um, you know, I, the best analogy I have for like the setting my life on fire is like when we have these big wildfires and they are so mm. destructive. But you know what they do? Growth. They create new life and growth. Yeah. And so that's yeah. how I'm going to. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I like that. You know, and, and you know, for me as well, with a self-destructive bucket switch, it trips because something in my life is not being lived authentically. Yeah. Some aspect of my life is not being addressed. Yeah. I am trying to shy away from something. Yeah. Now, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the experiment. This is it. That is, that is the experiment, right? With like full self-awareness and identity understanding who you are what your needs are does the urge to just burn it to the ground negatively subside but but you know what i'm so much more excited to see what that burning is going to create yeah what comes up right i know that is so the exciting let's do part that. that is the exciting part I fully commit to that over the next 21 days. Me too. This is the start. <laughs> okay, so here's the setting our lives on fire. <laughs> it's so funny you you call it that because one of my favorite sayings, now I'm Catholic, uh, you know, is a um St. Catherine's uh saying, and it's you you are it is um I remember it now, I just went blank. St. Catherine? Yeah. You want me to Google it? It's something like you you are who you're supposed to be if you set 
your life on fire or something like that. Oh, be who God meant you to be and you will set the world, world on, on fire. fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh my And there are God. a couple of different ways that it's said. Um, oh, but, but I... be, it was something like be who you're, there are a couple of different ways. And I remember because my sister went to a Catholic school and was at St. Catherine's and you walked in and it said, if you are who you're supposed to be, you'll set the world on fire. Those are the words it said in that school. And I was like, holy shit. Like that is oh. one of the best, right? Oh, I have goosebumps. So when you said that, set oh. the world, your life on fire, I was like, wow, that, that struck something. I really need to figure out what this, what this is. Okay. I love that so much. That should be the quote for the, for, for our challenge. Totally. I agree. All right. Well, I think this is a good note to end. We'll, <laughs> we will be back doing this again tomorrow morning. So can't wait. Can't I'm wait. so excited. It's so awesome. Okay. I'm going to stop recording now. Okay.